The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, on Friday, Matthew McKnight will hear his sentence for sex assault. The former Edmonton nightclub promoter had faced 13 sex assault charges. He was found guilty on five counts. All involved women between the ages of 17 and 22 had met McKnight at a bar where he worked. Now, all of the complainants said they did not or could not have consented to sex with McKnight. Six of the women believe they were given GHB, and that's also known, you've probably heard the term, the date rape drug. Now, court heard that the women woke up sick in McKnight's bedroom, suffering from blackouts, were unable to move or speak during the assaults, all symptoms associated with GHB. And this drug, it disappears from the body very, very quickly. It's important to note, though, that the Crown provided no evidence that the women had been drugged. Again, his sentencing will come down on Friday. We will hear it all here on 6.30, Ched. There are programs that help educate bar employees about drug and alcohol-facilitated assaults, and they can help reduce the number of those assaults. But recently, one such program run through the Sexual Assault Centre of Edmonton lost its funding. Mary Jane James is the CEO of the centre. She joins us now. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Jillian. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. It's, it's nice to talk with you and I hope that you and yours are doing well can you tell us about yeah can you tell us about this program that um, recently lost its funding well firstly um, before I describe what actually the program is which I think is a really cool and very innovative program that we've been able to offer to our community to the light nightlife establishments and and bars and and, and industry uh, mm-hmm. for the last couple of years uh, I will say that after the um, publication of, of the article uh, yesterday mm-hmm. um, we have received um, support and telephone calls from uh, the status of women, cultural oh, culture okay. and multiculturalism, and the GOA in general saying that um, they were not aware that this program had uh, obviously been initiated when the uh, previous government was in power and it uh, it fell through the cracks. And, and, and fair enough, because it was a project-based uh, program, so it wasn't core funding they were cutting. We we created the program. We, we threw it at them as, would you like to fund this, which was then the status of women which has now changed to a broader a broader mm-hmm. name but um so it expired at the end of 2019 so probably the um i'm not sure that the it was project based let's just leave it there okay. so anyway um the ucp has announced to me today that they completely believe in and support the program and the work that we do and that is evidenced by the other obviously financial support that we do uh, receive from them for core funding so they're going to reinstate the funding oh wow okay this is good news I, this is fantastic news, and uh, I have uh, always had the greatest amount of respect for uh, Minister Leela here, who is who is the minister of that of that ministry. And uh, yeah, so I, I was just picking up myself up up off the floor, literally, <laughs> and I thought, geez, I need to do more of those articles and get on the second page <laughs> of the newspaper. Maybe maybe I can scrape together some more funding for a poor little agency. Anyway, yeah. So so that's the story, but. I'm, I'm okay. just absolutely thrilled because it is a really, really cool program, and I'm not sure if your listeners would be aware, but there, the prevalence of 
alcohol and drug facilitated uh, sexual assaults in the bar and nightlife industry is rampant. Uh, most of it goes unreported. Uh, I was interested in your comments, Jaylen, about the Crown being unable to prove uh, mm-hmm. that GHB or the, or the date rape drug was... Well, they provided was, no evidence. They, they provided couldn't no provide evidence. any evidence because yeah. it, it's, yeah. well, firstly, it's tasteless and, and smellless yeah. and, and you wouldn't yeah. know it was in your drink. But secondly, um, these young women came forward significantly after uh, the alleged sexual assaults, which he has now, as you know, been found guilty of on five of those charges. And I also don't know if you're, I mean, this is a really serious predatory behavior by Mr. McKnight. And uh, so it's, you know, we know that there's lots of um, opportunity for uh, grooming um, people for, you know, interactions that may or may not be consensual. Um, In fact, um, the prevalence of sexual violence, sorry? When you talk about grooming in a bar setting, what does that look like? Plying, plying them with drinks, um, inviting them to parties after the fact, which is usually where the sexual assault t- takes place. It's initiated in the, in, in the establishment, but it, it, it doesn't necessarily, in fact, quite rarely does happen within those four walls. It takes place after, after the person has been given the date, date rape drug and or plied with alcohol and or... Um, perhaps the person consumed uh, the alcohol in their own accord. Uh-huh. It's not always one or clear-cut case or the other. But regardless, um, the Criminal Code of Canada states that anyone who is impaired by the consumption of alcohol and or drugs is unable to give consent. Right. Therefore, it is a criminal offense to have sexual interaction with a person who is under the influence of either of those two things or both. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that whether the, the young women consumed the alcohol or, as has, is alleged, was plied with alcohol or the date rape drug, one way or the other, it was against, against the law to do what Matthew McKnight uh, allegedly did, although he mm-hmm. you know, claims it was consensual. I, I'm not sure if your listeners know this or not, but <laughs> there were actually 52 women who came forward. Yeah. to uh, to uh, allege that this, this this sort of thing happened to them and and of the of that uh, 52 you know 21 charges were laid and then 13 stuck and then he was found guilty on five and so that just gives you some indication of the incredible difficulty to find someone to prove guilt in the case of a he said she said uh, yeah, without a doubt. And Jana Pruden uh, with the Global Mail just did an excellent, excellent and really kind of hor- well, horrifying um, deep dive into this entire, um, the entire situation. She sat through all the testimony and you can just Google it right now if you want to read it. It was a difficult read and I'm going to tell you right now if you have any. I will any. read it. I haven't read yeah. it. I, I've, oh. I've been really just sickened to the point of yeah. hardly being able to think about it. But uh, I am looking forward to the verdict on Friday. I'm really hoping that um, the court uh, does the right thing. And, uh, and and we know that if they do what the Crown wants, it will be an unprecedented uh, situation, 22 and a half years consecutively as, as opposed to concurrently. So yeah. uh, I, I think that that's what the crime deserves. 
Uh, I think that um, the lives of those 52 women and certainly the 13 that had to go through those, the trial and to relive their trauma and, and memories and experience all over again is, is uh, you know, unimaginable for most of us. And, um, you know, we, we know um, through, uh, you know, supporting uh, individuals who had similar experiences that the trauma and the healing process is is uh, is long, arduous, and and very 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 significant in in you know in how the person proceeds on with the rest of the the life that they would have had before that event. So obviously, I'm very passionate about this. Um, yes, and I have very strong feelings. But I also back all that up by statistics. This program is very very important because in a recent StatsCan study, uh, it indicated that 37 percent of women and 12% of men have experienced at least one incident of sexual violence in a hospitality or bar setting in their lifetime. So we know this goes on all the time, and this program was making such significant strides in educating, and, and really I believe there is the education is the key to prevention. And so uh, Mary, we were able Mary to, Jane, how did, how did the program work? Well, it's a highly interactive Training program that, that that seeks to address the issue. So it's it's uh, classroom style, with any frontline worker, managers, and owners agreeing to participate. So they sit there for a day. Uh, there's some highly interactive uh, discussions. There's uh, there's ex- there's an exam at the end. There's there's a whole bunch of things and. Uh, you know, we believe that, um, you know, there's lots of people who may witness uh, predatory or harmful behavior, but who don't know what to do, who do, who do exactly. how to safely intervene and not to intervene to escalate an already problematic situation. So this was sort of teaching them some tools, including, you know, um, redirecting the harmful behavior, um, distracting the person who's committing the harmful behavior, um, you know, interfering in the discussion or behavior, yes. what, you know, pretending you're a friend or whatever. So all kinds of tips um, were, were used. And and you know what? And it's I think back to to my bar days and uh, think, boy, oh boy, there was nothing like that in in place back in the in the in the 90s or in the 2000s. So it's interesting to see how this continues to move forward, continues to develop. So this is good news that it's going to continue. Mary Jane, uh, you know, when we talk about the date rape drug, GHB, um, I think in that news article, Edmonton Police had said um, that GHB isn't on the radar these days that much with sexual assault. It seemed to be in the news quite a bit a few years back. What would you say to that? I'm guessing, you know, in part goes back to the fact that you know, it's it disappears out of the system very, very quickly. People can't remember it. Yeah, you know, all that sort of thing. So maybe people are continuing not to report it. Yeah, exactly, Jaylen. I mean, it it disappears very quickly. There's no trace, and and we also have to keep in mind that you know only five to eight percent of sexual assaults are ever reported to the police in the yeah. first place. So I I do believe that they don't have it on their radar, but I think the reasons are are pretty complex. And it's, you know, it's interesting because, um, 
you know, I, I'm thinking right now if, you know, someone's listening and they're thinking about their daughter or maybe even their granddaughter who are starting to go out to the, or their grandsons for that matter, because I've had uh, a female friend and a male friend who have both um, been a uh, victim of uh, GHB. And um, so it can happen to, it can happen to anyone, but I mean, this is real. This does happen. And, and we do, we do see it, right? I mean, yeah, it's not just GHB when we, when we look at this and you talk about alcohol and plying people with alcohol, it happens and it happens every weekend in every city in, you know, probably almost every country around the world. Oh, absolutely, Jalen. And, and, and as you say, only a minuscule amount of it yeah. ever makes the pages of the paper ever gets reported in any way. And in sadly, so often the, the, uh, the, the survivors, the victims, don't reach out for help of any kind. They never tell anyone. So the manifestation of the trauma they experience just continues to fester. And, uh, you know, we, we all want to be able to have and be able to go out and enjoy an evening in a bar or a, or a concert or a, or a festival without that fear of being sexually assaulted. And that should be our right as human Mm -hmm. beings. And we need to continually stand up for, for the, for, for for this issue and know that we can all do something about it and that and if that takes place of just words or actions or whatever you know you're comfortable with then then please do it this is a very 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 serious issue you know, and, and that's it, and it's finding that, that confidence and, and uh, you know, or just knowing that it's the right thing to do. It's better to say something and be wrong than to, to be right and it to go horribly wrong. Um, I, I'm thinking not too long ago in a, in a bar in New Orleans, there was a young lady with a much, 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 much older man, and we ended up having a long conversation, and at one point I just said to her, are you okay? Are you safe? And she said, mm-hmm. yes, I am. I'm very, and I'm like, okay. All right, and that, but we had that conversation, which was important. Mary Jane, I'm out of time, but I want to thank you for joining me. I appreciate uh, your time so much. Thank you. It's always a pleasure, Jaylen. Thank you. Take care. That is uh, Mary Jane James, CEO of the Sexual Assault Center of Edmonton.